0: I've got your Redwood Forest right here in my pants. Welcome to a special summer series episode of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's August 2019, and we'll be discussing episodes of X Men Evolution. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is a damsel never in distress... Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com, leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast, follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. Come muse about mutants with us in between episodes on social media. And speaking of coming... Our language is positively bursting with naughty words. Every episode is an ultimate release of bad language pulsating into your ear holes. That's right, I'm talking about having sex with an ear. Sex with ears. Patty.
1: That sounds painful. Sex Stop yelling at me.
0: With ears.
1: So there's your explicit content warning. <laughs> that sounds painful. I don't want to do that.
0: I'm not. I'm not saying that, that. And then you'll get an ear infection. I'm not. <laughs> then you get wax in the crotch, and you Ugh. don't need that. Well, you don't. Know, nobody needs a waxy crotch. No. Especially in summer. Yeah. I mean, that's just going to be gross, dripping everywhere. Ugh. Ugh. Why do it's you what, put these images in my, what, my head? Because I hate it. it's what Glob Herman has to go through. Fucking twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week of his life, Patty. Have uh-huh. some compassion for the poor young man. Okay. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing so good. It's, it's hot mm-hmm. out. Yes. It's, it's, it's hot outside. We went to, went to a party yesterday and it was hot. Yes. And a lot of the party was outside. Yes. Because they decided to have outdoor games uh, right smack in the middle of the day. Instead of doing, like, you know, video game stuff in the middle of the day when, like, the sun is high and it's literally 100 degrees outside and, like, 115 with the heat index. And then there was lots of alcohol. Yep. I wasn't drinking the alcohol.
1: I was. I was
0: staying hydrated. I was, uh, because I don't, I don't drink alcohol. Just, just because I don't. Don't at me. I was drinking water because, because I'm a good boy. Oh, and, uh, Diet Coke. Yes. Friend of the show. (laughs) Diet Coke.
1: Yes, I was... What's that word? Imbibing. <laughs> yes, <coughs> I was I was imbibing, mm-hmm. and the uh, there's
0: your college word. Mike's
1: hard, and Whoa, hey, yeah, hey,
0: hold on. Yeah, I've Who's heard I've guy? heard all those jokes. I don't, I don't like. And this
1: I guy. left almost a full case at their house, so yeah. uh, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, so I was a little tipsy, and then like the alcohol kind of evaporated off of me. And so I was like, oh, I'm sober at a party. This is bullshit. And then my friend, <laughs> my friend came over and he's like, oh, this is supposedly like the four loco of sangria. Do you want some? Because I can't drink all of it. And I was like, yeah, I'll give it to mommy. And then I tweeted at the guy who's going to be writing at X-Force. Uh, ben Percy. Ben Percy. I tweeted at him and I was like, I'm jizzing in my pants. Yeah. Thank you for putting Gene on an X team, on an X Force team. Yeah, and, uh, and he liked it. Yeah, and, and he and he liked it. And then Jordan D White started following us. So, the so s- I... moral of the story is I should <laughs> drunk Twitter more frequently. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so yeah, so so that was that was that was the time uh, during during one of the games they did like a, they did a live Mario Party. That was the whole setup for the outdoor games, and uh, I was a game piece. So I didn't do a whole lot of moving. I just did a lot of standing directly in the sun. And I was sweating a lot. So it was uh, it was a good time. I was sweating a lot too. Even though I wasn't you doing sweat. much. I sweat so much. How do you don't sweat it? I just
1: kept <laughs> going back inside and standing in front of their air conditioning unit that's been there since like the 80s clearly. <laughs> and I was just like, it's so hot even in the AC. Oh my god, I'm melting. Maybe next time we can suggest inside games
0: yeah. <laughs> Inside yeah. Mario Party. Inside Mario Party, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so uh, we're going to be talking about episodes of X-Men Evolution. I fucking love this cartoon. Out of all the X-Men cartoons, it is my favorite. And you guys voted for most of these. Uh, I did pick the top three, but I also picked one that I wanted, because we're talking about four episodes, because that just makes sense. Two on half of the show, two on the other half. And this one only got a couple of votes, but like I said, I wanted to pick this because I love this episode. Because it featured a couple of the New Mutants and I thought it was really cute. So the first episode we are talking about is the episode Retreat, which is from season 2. And I thought that this was a great episode. Like I said, I loved it primarily because uh, it featured a couple of the New Mutants. Um, and it was just an overall really uh, a cute episode. I hadn't watched it in, in a long time. I've probably mentioned on the podcast before that not long after YouTube came out, you know, people were putting, like, complete series on there without, like, any think- thinking about, like, rights or anything like that. So I was able to watch all four seasons of X-Men Evolution on YouTube. And then I remember going through and re-watching again a few years later. I don't know if it was still on YouTube, but it was somewhere. But I have not watched it in a very long time. So this is really nice to revisit some of this. And, uh, and so, yeah, so we, we started by watching this episode.
1: So... I'm going to uh, throw Uh-oh. some of my nostalgia in here. Uh huh. Um, back in the day, when we wanted to watch anime, Uh-oh. it was there was no like Crunchyroll. Like you can just get a subscription to a site or whatever. You either went on Kiss Anime or whatever the fuck other website is going to give you a virus. <laughs> and, or, or you go on, Fireware protection. <laughs> yeah, or you go on YouTube if they're missing episodes and it would be split into like three parts. Oh yeah. And yep. then I sometimes there would be like the first part you could find like subbed. And then the, the second part <laughs> was only dubbed. And then this happens to me once. There was one episode that I couldn't find. The only, the only thing that I could find was. It was dubbed in Polish, yes with English subtitles, but <laughs> the the Polish dub was recorded over the Japanese
0: recording <laughs>
1: that, It was the most is. ridiculous fucking thing
0: That is one of the whitest things I've ever heard in I my know life. and Leave I it
1: to the Polish. <laughs> I asked my mom about that and she said that that happens a lot with Slovak too. They don't like. I guess, edit out the original voices. They just record over them. And I'm yeah. like, why the fuck would they do this?
0: <laughs> because, at you know, you should be able to tell the difference between <laughs> Polish and Japanese. <laughs> like, I'm assuming that's their thought process going into it.
1: I'm just saying, you know, like, if you're watching the news or whatever and, uh-huh. like, Or even okay. I love watching Japanese
0: (laughs) news. How about
1: how about how about this? Okay, so like when they have like a Nintendo Direct or whatever, and they'll have like one of the guys, and he'll be explaining everything (laughs) that's new in Japanese, and Mm -hmm. then they'll have they'll let him say a few words in Japanese, and then starts the English dub over it. It's like so annoying, and it's 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 distracting. And I don't like it, and I don't I know. know how you could watch, like, an entire movie like that. I
0: know. For a purist like you, just leave it in Japanese. Patty's yeah, exactly. gonna look it up and fucking translate it later. Because that's what <laughs> Patty does. Patty works hard for her translation. That's so right. Leave the English out of it. God damn it. <laughs> Alright, so no. So this was, a, this was a great episode. It was a, kind of a weird sort of premise, but I think, it, I think it worked. The whole thing about the episode Retreat is that Beast is literally going beastly. Like, he's running around town, snarling at stuff. Like, he's... The cops are trying to chase after him, and he's, like, running away. And it's just kind of, like, really weird. The cops corner him, and he, like, jumps on the car. I mean, they might have... This might have happened in the comics, but it's not something that I remember. So I do remember thinking that it was sort of weird that his whole issue, when they cut to his talk with Xavier, and how he's, like, apologizing for being like this, is like, really? He's just... He's literally turning into a beast, not just appearance but like in his mind too. So it's kind of weird, but it it honestly it worked for at least the rest of the episode.
1: Yeah, no, that that didn't happen. I mean, he did use the image inducer yeah. a few times, but no, I don't remember him ever like turning into a beast. So that was that was a little weird, but I did appreciate him jumping on the cop car. <laughs> And uh I thought it was cute. He was he was like Toddy
0: is an OG gangster rapper. I am. If you did not know that. Back yes. in the nineties. Yeah.
1: I, I wrote that song. <laughs> you know you know the one I'm talking about. I'm not gonna say it on here because Mutant Musings does not condone
0: <laughs> does not, certain phrases. Does not condone having intercourse with police. Exactly. But <laughs> But you guys know. You, you know you, what you, I'm talking you, about. You know. You, you know. can
1: read between the lines. So uh, I thought it was cute. Kitty was, like, standing by the door and eavesdropping. And when Beast was talking to Xavier, and she was like, to Xavier, she was like, oh, have you, have you asked him yet? And he, like, telepathically is like, Kitty, what are you doing Yes, that's how he sounds. And she was like she was like let's go on a field trip with him to the Redwood Forest yeah. in California. Mm-hmm. And he's like Okay, then I don't have to use an image inducer, and, like, nobody's gonna fuck with me. I can just, like, you know, whatever, Tarzan swing all over the place.
0: Yeah, I can just, you know, drop my shorts and freeball it all around. ball it. Yeah, I, don't, I know what poison ivy looks like. It ain't getting on my balls. Yeah, but, but you know, it made a nice excuse. You know, it was like, uh, what was it, the fucking earth science or whatever? Yeah, class? kids
1: who were doing bad in the earth science yeah. class
0: had to go. So it was like, you know, take them. And so that was funny when he's explaining it to the kids because there's Wolfsbane and there's Sunspot and Spike and Spike doesn't want to go because he can't skateboard in the forest and Iceman <laughs> has to go and they make they make a fucking pun. He's like, Iceman's like, me, but my grades are improving and Beast goes with the speed of a glacier. Do you uh, get it? I get with it. With the speed of a glacier. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. So, so yeah, so it's, it's just a lot of fun. There's a little montage about them, you know. Walking around and the peaceful, you know, nature music is playing as they're pitching their tents. Uh. I have a question: Were Were Rain
1: and Sunspot in other episodes? Yes, mm-hmm. a bunch, or
0: um, not as primary characters. If memory serves correct, which it may not, they were definitely in other episodes, but I don't feel like they were featured prominently in this series. Their
1: voice actors Uh-oh. were doing just like such nondescript accents that weren't specific to anything it wasn't like oh she's doing an irish accent instead of a scottish accent she was just talking weird and the i think same... it says
0: we were watching the polish dub
1: <laughs> and the same thing with roberto like he didn't even have like it's not like oh he has a span uh, like a spanish accent instead of a brazilian no he he just was talking weird like I'm like either get somebody who has an accent like that to do the characters or have whoever you're doing
0: study into it a little bit more. I don't feel like you the US cartoons have that anime money, you know, to get those those sweet English voice <laughs> actors like the anime like the anime do. I'm sorry, all right? But listen, I do not like English dubs in anime. They're bad. These people get paid money and they're bad. They're bad. They're not
1: all bad. They're bad. They're not all bad. Every
0: one of them is bad. No. Yeah. (laughs) I disagree.
1: But also they kept pronouncing rain weird. I think it was just a one time.
0: No, it was a
1: few times. They said rainy or Ronnie. Ronnie.
0: Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. When I was little, I thought it was Renee. And I just thought it was a weird way of spelling it. But then I grew older and I thought, okay, Ronnie. And then I hear Ronnie and I'm like, Ronnie. Okay. So I didn't, like, I know that you know they they've said it in the books like rhymes with rain or whatever yeah. like rain but it just, like, two plus two did not equal four for me for a very long time. I did not understand that. And
1: I was initially reading it as rain. And then Jonathan's like, no, that's not how it's pronounced. It's pronounced like rainy or Ronnie. So that's when
0: do you listen to so me, that's, Patty? That's
1: how I was reading it in my head until I don't got to this me. issue where they're like, yes, it's rain. Don't, like the rain outside.
0: Don't victim blame. Okay. 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 <laughs>
1: So, there's, uh, all this cute shenanigans, Spike gets poison ivy, yeah. and it's all scratchy, and yeah, whatever. Yeah. Beast Sun- is, like, fucking Tarzan swinging.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cute. Uh, Sunspot and Wolfsbane share a, a little look when they're in their swimwear. That was a little oh, sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a little sexy. They went swimming. But, so what's the conflict in this episode? No well, conflict. Well, it's that there's these fucking Bigfoot society goons- Nearby,
1: and I totally called that.
0: I <laughs> literally, knew it. Literally, right before the scene that shows them, she said Bigfoot. But yeah, so there's all these guys trying to find Bigfoot nearby, and so that's you know that's the conflict because then they they try and actually capture Beast, and they do. You know, there's all like the scientist guys and like the Bigfoot conspiracy guys around, but then like you can tell that these two other dudes who have guns are the actual bad dudes. And, you know, they go after Beast with their tranquilizers and they, you know, he starts trying to run away and then they capture him in this fucking, it's not actually, actually electrified. It was like reverse magnetic, some science nonsense, but yeah, so they actually manage to capture him. And so, so there you go. The kids don't know where he is and, you know, they're walking around and looking for him and they're finally like, Ronnie, like, why don't you try to, to track him? And, and so she does but when none of the other uh, Bigfoot guys are around, the one scientist, he's alone with Beast, and then uh, Beast actually says hey to the scientist. And the scientist is like, what? You, you can talk? Human! Human! And, and Beast is like, I have to admit, this cage is brilliant. And, like, it's just, it's, it's really funny. It's like, I'll quote Shakespeare for you if you let me out of here. It was just, it was, like, really cute. But you can tell, like, the scientist, like, immediately becomes compassionate towards Beast because he's like, you're not Bigfoot, are you? And Beast is like, now we're on the same page. But, you know, the fucking goons with guns are talking about fucking uh, taking him to this taxidermist. And, I'm like, that's really gross. And, obviously, we don't want Beast to die. You know why we yeah. don't want Beast to die? You know, no, no, no. <laughs> Because Beast is a good boy in X-Men Evolution. Okay. Beast Beast is good in the cartoons. He's bad in the comics.
1: Okay, okay, yeah these these goons with the guns. I knew like Gun from goons. the yeah <laughs> from the beginning that they're just gonna be these you know fucking assholes or whatever. Cause guns, yeah, because guns. One guy had a
0: butt chin. No, it was like that's... worse than John Travolta. The... If you have a, I'm sorry, if you have a butt chin, you're immediately a bad guy. <laughs> like that's the only role you're ever gonna land. No, I was gonna I'm, say I'm they're mostly were... kidding. I'm mostly kidding. Anyone out there with a butt chin?
1: I oh. was gonna say they reminded me of the uh, villain guy from Tarzan. That's I. That. Don't remember if I saw or not, but I remember because I recently <laughs> played Kingdom Hearts one. So Garzan's he was in that. Yeah, in the first one. Yeah, okay. I I haven't played the other ones. I'm gonna get to them eventually. I'm I'm behind on everything. I haven't even seen this show past the first season. It's okay.
0: Listen, I've never I've never played Kingdom Hearts. I know. I'll get around to it someday. <laughs> no, I probably won't. I but, know, but I'll say that anyway.
1: Yeah, and so all the bigfoot guys are like you know driving up this steep muddy hill and there's like a the
0: mudslide
1: yeah there's the mudslide and they all end up in the water and Beast is still in the cage and he's drowning and <laughs> so Roberto goes underwater and uses his sun strength to open the cage <laughs> and save him and...
0: it's like Spidey strength yeah. sun strength So That's what the Sunny D does to you <laughs> the
1: sun strength so then uh, Beast brings down these trees so that the guys can crawl onto the trees. And then I'm like, great, because these guys haven't learned their fucking lessons. No. And of course they didn't. No. And the two gun guys, like, immediately try, try starting shit again with Beast. And he's like, nope, fuck that shit. And all of the kids just try scaring the shit out of them. That was amazing. Bobby like froze one of their guns. Yeah. And Wolf Spain is just like growling in their face. And uh and K E phases through a tree to scare one of them. It was amazing. I loved it. But yeah. I thought it was stupid how the main scientist guy, the yeah. smart one, mm-hmm. was like, Oh, you're not Bigfoot. Well. Okay, so I guess I guess we're not going to take you to a taxidermist. Because yeah. he didn't say that like it seemed like he was only okay with letting him go when he learned that he wasn't Bigfoot. I was like, well, what were you going to do with him if it was Bigfoot? Torture
0: him? Well, no, I think he said that something about, like, studying him or something like that, you know, like, for for science. I mean, I, I'm still not, I'm not trying to defend the guy, because, yeah, they were probably going to keep him, you know, in a cage in some fucking lab to study, and that's, you know... Weapon X. Yeah, exactly, and that's, that's how you got Weapon X, and who the fuck cares about Weapon X? Nobody likes Weapon X! Who the fuck cares exactly. about Weapon X anymore? No, but I think once he realized that, A, this isn't Bigfoot, but B, this is also uh, more than just some fucking ape man who can talk. You know, because he does see, like, the kids, too. You know, they're, they're something different. The world doesn't know about mutants yet, but he figures that this is some sort of, like, wonder of nature or something going on. And he's like, okay, letting them go. You know, when the fucking gun goons get back to the camp, and they're trying to talk about what happened, you know, scientist guy just plays stupid like it never happened, and so it was great, because, you know, I loved seeing the, like I said, a spotlight on these characters who, a couple of them who weren't featured too prominently throughout the series, I love seeing them work together, it wasn't like this big catastrophic fucking end of the world sort of like threat, it was, you know, just this like fucking little group in the woods of like these weird dudes, and some of them were funny too, the fucking Bigfoot guys, you know, they had those uh, those weird fucking like Bigfoot calls that they were blowing into, making oh, yeah. these weird sounds. And one of them was like, "Oh, where can I get something like that?" And he's like, "Oh, stop by, blah blah blah, ask for Mulder." And then the X Files team plays really quick. And oh there's, yeah, because Fox, you know, it was it was hilarious. Oh yeah, like, and they that. were
1: like, "Oh, it looks like we caught us the real McCoy." Yeah,
0: yeah, that fucking pun. And then and uh, then
1: they said something about beast too like oh he's real beastly in nature or something
0: is yeah. he? yeah and then later one of them's like listen we might be a bigfoot like conspiracy theorist or whatever but we're not stupid <laughs> like it was just it was it was full of like it making fun of itself and, and that made it a little bit more charming but you know again just seeing the kids come together and work with each other and like help beast and then all of them sort of do the right thing you know they didn't really hurt anybody but they scared those assholes off and you know it was just really nice like it was just kind of heartwarming And I thought it was, you know, it was really interesting because, you know, as of this episode, the, all the mutants are still hiding from the world, you know, like the world that would hate and fear them. But even in this type of situation, Beast is even a step further because he's actually like turning into a beast. So it's kind of like, it's kind of like, not only am I already different, but now I'm like that much different because I'm sorting, I'm sort of losing myself even more to, like, this mutation. Um, so, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting about feeling like you're different when you're already different. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, all? yeah. It makes total sense to me.
0: And it was really cute, too, to see how the students were, especially Kitty, sort of, like, you know, coming to his aid to try to make him feel better. And how everybody was, you know, just ended up having, like, a good time, you know, ended on, like, a really happy note. And it was good. So, I enjoyed it. All right, so the next episode we're going to talk about is also from season two. Uh, I believe it was only a couple of episodes after Retreat. This one got the most votes, and it is Walk on the Wild Side. I was so excited to watch this and to watch this with Patty, and I was hoping that she would love it, and I knew there were some points where she was just going to be laughing because some of it was just laugh-out-loud funny, and then some of it was just amazing and badass. Yeah, no, I love this one. All-around great episode. Good music, good music, right? Good tunes.
1: Um, for I was I was kind of like I was yeah I was kind of annoyed by that one song that Boom Boom kept listening to. It just walking
0: kept walking on the wild <laughs>
1: <laughs> So uh, this episode starts out with Jean teaching Magma how to control her powers, and yeah. she was like uh, Jean was levitating a bunch of boulders that Magma was going to melt into like a bridge, and. So there's there's this one boulder that is just falling and it's gonna hit them and Jean's like oh don't worry I got this and Scott blasts it yeah and
0: and he's a good boy he's looking out for the ladies
1: Jean's like <laughs> I was trying to teach her how to take care of herself and she looked <laughs> so mad and he's like you're welcome
0: lucky for you girls I was here huh no need for thanks it's what heroes do. It was so great cuz I kn- you you guys you know how I how much I love Scott but like, he was being a dick there and I was just tapping he's always being I was a just hit. tapping Patty the whole time because I know we know how Patty feels about Scott and I was like oh my god this is the funniest fucking thing in the world That is exactly
1: something that Scott would say <laughs>
0: Stop it all the time Stop it and
1: and he's <laughs> like what did I do wrong? <laughs> and she was like you know storming off with with magma and she was like you're being such a guy a guy and <laughs> and so she goes into her room and slams the door and then magma does the same thing and i'm just like oh my god she's like the
0: nerve <laughs> slam that was great that was fucking great
1: and i didn't even know boom boom was in this show because i only watched like the first season of it and so when I saw Boom Boom, I was like, Oh my god, yes. <laughs> and and so she just fucking blasts the doorknob off of the bathroom that Toad is taking a shower in because she <laughs> ran out of mouthwash and she was gonna take his and he's like, Can a guy get some privacy in here? <laughs> and then she fucking she passes Blob on the stairs and she's like Oh, this mohawk is so outdated. You would look better without it. And then she's like, "Lance, does the Jeep have any gas in it?" And he's like, "Yeah." And then it's just you just hear the engine revving and her driving away. And I was like, "Oh my god, I love her so
0: much." Yeah, they did a they did a, a really good job with uh, Boom Boom's character in this show. They did touch on uh, from what I remember, they touched on her origin. She did briefly join the x men but then she left to go with the Brotherhood because she's a fucking delinquent <laughs> That's the whole thing but honestly, we need to watch more of this series or the whole series would be wonderful because there's a lot of stuff that that I forget, but she was she was great in this episode because then she gets to the fucking school, and you know Kitty is showing um Amara around because it 's her first day of high school, and Kitty says something to her about. Make sure you get a window seat so you can see the track team sweating or something like that. So then Amara goes in and sits down in a desk, and then she looks at the one next to her, and it's the one next to the window. And then she quickly switches. I thought <laughs> oh, that was cute. But then, yeah, Boom Boom walks in, and she's dancing, listening to that, listening to that walking on the... Yeah, that <laughs> one song. Song. She sits down, and she's talking to Amara. And, you know, Amara's like, oh, Jean's pushing me too hard. And Boom Boom's like, you mean Jean? Yes, that's my real color. <laughs> I thought that was great. So then they decide that they're going to go to the mall or whatever after school. And Amara's, like, all oh, happy. And then Boom Boom's like, all right, now let's get over here. The, the track team's coming. It was really cute. So then, yeah, after school, you know, Tabitha's driving. Amara's in the passenger seat and waving at Jean as they drive by. And Jean's like, oh, my God, no, she can't be... She can't be hanging out with Boom Boom. She's just a bad influence, and uh, and Scott's trying to apologize for what happened that morning. But then Duncan, who's you know another love interest for for Jean, got tickets for the Sadie Hawkins dance, and Jean is like, "Isn't that the dance where the girls have to ask the guy?" And she's just like flipping out, like, "What would I do without you men around to help me all the time?" <laughs> and then she takes Scott's keys, and Duncan's just like, "Wow, I'm glad she took your car." <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, she was amazing in this episode. She was just like, you know, 100%, don't give a shit. Just like, I'm going to take your car, your fucking fancy convertible that you could somehow afford, and <laughs> I'm going to follow these girls and see what they're up to. So, like, right in front of Boom Boom and Amara, they, there's these two guys who steal this car, and they were like, oh, did you see that? So they, they chase the car, and... <laughs> they They end up almost hitting a little girl and her mom, and Jean would manage to stop the car in time, so then you know Tavi was like, "Oh, melts melts their tires oh, that was and awesome. and that was cool, so the car you know just like stopped, and it got like totaled because boom boom kept throwing bombs at it.
0: <laughs> well, they were still trying to go on the three wheels, sort of. But yeah, then she felt the need to start blowing up the fucking car. Yeah, and Jean arrives. She's like, "Well, like, what is this?" And they're like, "You know, Tabitha's like, what? We we stopped the we stopped the car thieves and we recovered the car. <laughs> you know, good good day's work." And Jean's like, "Yeah, I'm sure the owner's gonna be thrilled because that whole time, boom boom, is just like, yeah, fuck your car, fuck your car. <laughs> oh my god, that I was- loved her." And so the thing is, it's like the three of them seem to kind of enjoy that team-up. So they start hanging out, and they go to the mall, and this is all this is all over this fucking montage where they're all, you know, just dancing in the mall and trying on clothes and stuff, and then all of a sudden, Kitty is there with them, and she's dancing too, and then, what? It's Rogue, and Rogue is dancing too! And, uh, yeah, and then they got all these, these sexy clothes and these shades, and... You know, they show, uh, they show that they're stopping, like, a bunch of, like, the crime around town, a bunch of car thieves around they town. They cut crime in half. They literally cut crime in half. They're on the news. Nobody knows who they really are, but they're the Bayville Sirens.
1: Yeah. That's an amazing And name. they're doing what the cops can't. So, you know what that makes the cops say? You guys need to stop your vigilante
0: actions. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because... we don't like it. You're making us look bad. Has nobody in the show ever seen Batman? exactly so you tell batman to stop that just makes batman try to batman harder (laughs) and then comes that that famous scene that was lifted from the movie the craft where you know they know they're hot and they're just walking through the school slow motion their hair is flipping and flowing and they're looking at each other and looking around yeah it was literally like basically shot for shot, lifted from the movie The Craft, which, which is... Which I've never seen. Yeah, I've seen... I saw maybe half of that movie on TV many years ago. I kind of want to see... I want to sit down and watch the Me entire too. movie. I feel like that was targeted towards the wannabe goth kids <sighs> of the time. So Scott is concerned because Scott knows who the Bayville Sirens are. and What? How? How? Because he's Scott fucking Summers. He's the best X-Man and a detective extraordinary. Ugh. No, no, no. No, 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 You can... Uh, all you want. It's true. It's he, not true. He figured out who the Bayville Sirens are. Uh-huh. You show me one other person in that school who figured it out. Literally no one. The answer is no one because Scott Summers is the best. End of story. So... No. He gets Kurt to go for this... For this secret mission. And, uh... Oh, oh, oh. So we go back to more Boom Boom in the house. And... Boom Boom in the house. <laughs> and they, uh... They boarded up, a Toad boarded up the fucking, the door, and she blows it up again, and there's the mouthwash, and he says something to her, and she throws a bomb in the fucking shower, and there's water everywhere, and Blob is angry, because he's bald now, and <laughs> she did it, she, she shaved his, his, his mohawk in his sleep. And, and then... she said that he looks better with the mohawk. <laughs> <laughs> and then she goes out to get the jeep, and sees that it's chained up. And she's annoyed, and she's like, good thinking, Lance. We wouldn't want anybody stealing it. And then she she explodes the, the chain and drives off with it.
1: Yeah, and, and she's like, like, asshole couldn't even put any
0: gas in the car. <laughs> and she's honking the horn when she gets to the mansion. <laughs> and, and they're standing right there. Scott's watching from the convertible and tells Kurt to get down. And he's like, the pigeons are leaving the roost. <laughs> oh, that was so cute. Yeah, he, he had such a. Good, he was so cute in the show. He was so good. But yeah, so so the girls all go out in the fucking jeep, and they follow uh, they follow some carjackers, and it turns out that it's this big chop shop operation. You know, some guys in charge. Everybody's stealing cars, and they're stealing the parts, and they're selling them. And it was supposed to be a trap.
1: Yeah. But they didn't know shit about these girls. Yeah. So uh, the girls kick
0: kick the shit out of these guys. That was awesome. That was awesome. Except. Obviously, boom, boom, kind of gets a little carried away. She's literally yeah, making... with the gasoline poured all over the floor, and she's just blowing her little bombs all over the place, just like nonstop blowing shit up. So yeah, duh, shit starts to catch on fire, and so. But this was nice. By this time, Scott and Kurt had arrived, and they're like ready to jump in. And Scott's like, "No, no, no, like we're gonna we're just gonna hang back here. Let's let's let them handle it." And they do, and they do, and it was fucking great. They put out all the fire with the fire extinguishers. They tie up all the goons except one of like the little fires almost catches the one car with like the bad guy tied up in the trunk and Scott blasted away.
1: He shouldn't have done that. He should have left it all to the girls. But
0: the guy was gonna die. Yeah. The car was gonna explode. Yeah. The the guy That's w- fine. was gonna die. That's fine. Okay. But girls don't need help. I want you to just remember that, that Scott Summers is a good boy. No, he's not. And he doesn't want to kill people okay he's a bad boy we don't kill him patty we don't kill our problems okay that's not how we deal with our problems we don't just kill them away he
1: wouldn't have been killing anybody he <laughs> would have been letting the girls handle it which he said he was gonna do it's <laughs> bullshit
0: <laughs> and so obviously the cops arrive but this one lady cop comes in and is like oh you're under arrest and they're like no like we've been you know we've been doing good we've been helping and, like, Boom Boom is ready to fight. And Jean's like, no, we're not going to fight the police. And Bullshit. It's a lady cop. She's like, I'm probably going to lose my job, but, like, I appreciate what you've been doing. You can escape through this fucking, like, uh, sewer drain over there or whatever. And then, you know, they escape, and then all the other cops come in. And uh, she's like, oh, they're already gone, chief. And then she backs away, and Patty's like, Patty says, Mystique. As she goes through the smoke, and it turns out that the cop was Mystique. <gasps> I know. Gasp. You, you no gasp. You figured it out. Gasp. You figured out. You figured out. And I out bet that that woman
1: watching them in the mall was also Mystique. That was.
0: Wow. That was. That was Mystique. Mystique actually in this sh- uh you know what? You don't, don't know. Tell me. I'm not going to spoil it okay. for you. Not going to spoil it for you. All yes. right. All right. But yeah, so so this was nice. This was all good. Scott actually apologizes at the end and they have a good little talk because Scott and Jean are a thing in the show and it's cute. Yeah. And they're teenagers. Stop, stop. Let 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 kids have fun, okay? No.
1: Okay? Let, let Not kids... when it's Scott. Let Scott kids... doesn't get
0: fun. Stop being a grumpy old man and let kids have fun sometimes, okay? No. So this was a great episode. It was all very girl power. It showed the mutant women being able to, to handle themselves to literally stop a fucking chop shop operation in the town. It was a good time. It was a good message. You know, like you said, like they didn't need really the men. Like, honestly, that that the shot of Scott blasting the car away, like, that didn't have to be included there at all. It shouldn't have Um, been. It really, honestly, it shouldn't have been, even though I love Scott and sure that's, like, cute or whatever. That didn't need to be included at all because that's still sort of saying, oh, you know, a man should double check your work just in case. You know what I mean? But, yeah, no, other than that, it was a great message and a great episode. And Boom Boom was, was fantastic.
1: I loved it. I loved Boom Boom. Everything that she did in this episode was fantastic. She did a lot of Boom Booming. She did. Avalanche was hot as always. He
0: was there for like 10 seconds. I know. You really have to be thirsty for a cartoon boy. <laughs> He's underage, Patty. Stop it. That's illegal.
1: <laughs> um, I liked the shopping montage. Yeah. They were all wearing sexy black clothes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really liked when uh, Rogue and Kitty showed up too and joined the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I was like, there's more girls. We can use more than three girls. Let's do it. Yeah. So that was that was awesome. I want to have a shopping montage.
0: <laughs> I'm going to get you one for Christmas. Okay. So, do you know what happens to a toad when it gets struck by a boom boom? The same thing that happens to everything else? Are you being such a guy? Don't leave the roost, pigeons, because we'll be right back after the commercial break. Walking on the don't look at me like that.
1: And it's cut. All right, take five, everybody.
0: Oh, hello there, bubs. I'm Wolverine from the Wolverine Channel. And when I'm not foraging for beer or sticking my dick inside a tree, I'm checking out an awesome website called geekay.com.
1: He's got a lizard caught in his hairy butthole again. Where's my hair team? Be careful, I don't want PETA on our ass because of this.
0: Geekade.com is a great website for all kinds of geeks. Whether you're into video games or comic books, wrestling or horror movies, tabletop or Transformers, Geekade.com has got something just for you. The geek!
1: Oh good. Logan, the lizard imprinted on you and thinks you're his mom. Please treat this one better than you've treated your other kids.
0: For articles and podcasts about your favorite geeky topics, plus... Twitch and YouTube channels Geekade has got you covered
1: For Christ's sake, Logan Your healing factor isn't getting rid of
0: those splinters In your dick fast enough Let's try to hurry it along, please Oh, I'm sorry I thought I was the expert on having sex with nature I didn't realize that title was yours Please, tell me about all of your Experienced fucking trees, bub I'm all ears Logan, I love you, but you're not all ears You're all needle-dicked
1: Fix it and get back on set, please Check out GeekAid.com today!
0: Alright, so... We got two more episodes that you guys voted for. next one we're talking about is from Season 3. And it is under lock and key. And I am certain that this episode only got as many votes as it did... Because it featured the O5. And in fact, many of you said that. (laughs) And, And that's okay. Because it was an enjoyable episode... Because you are all voting for it because the 05 are in it. But fucking joke is on you. Pyro is in it. So good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was not a fan of Gambit's hair. It annoyed me the entire time. Because it's a bowl cut? No, because it was slick, slicked back like that. It's usually like spiky. I didn't like it. It looked like he was balding or something. I don't know. What? I, I I just I didn't like his hair.
0: Okay, well, listen, a man's hair and body doesn't just have to be what it is for your pleasure, Patty, okay? Men can look how they want to without having to be fucking sexually objectified Bullshit. by it's women. Bullshit, it's Gambit! <laughs> Alright, you're right, I'm sorry. And
1: speaking of <laughs> somebody else who is sexually exploited, look, he's breaking into Angel's house, Yeah. <laughs> so... Th- that was cool to steal some ancient artifact yeah. that they can't destroy or combine or whatever. I don't know. They'll find out. Yeah. But for some reason, Angel has it. Yeah. Because he's rich. Why so not? why not he's own some be. cursed artifact?
0: Yeah. Fuck listen. If we get if we get rich, that is literally the first thing I'm going out and buying. <laughs> well, fine, we can get a dog. Great. But then I'm going to buy cursed artifacts, Patty. <laughs> Alright?
1: Okay. Good. So, Gambit hands this artifact to Mesmero. Gasp. And, and Angel can't do anything to stop them because all he does is <laughs> flap his wings. <laughs> Don't wing shame! <laughs> so, Mesmero tries running away and Magneto stops him. Oh, man. And, like, oh. puts, like, all these bars around him oh, and he's like... So hot.
0: What oh, the fuck God. are you doing? He had such... A deep voice. I know. It's such a sexy deep voice. You know.
1: So obviously, Mesmero is controlling Gambit to do to to do the stealing, and Magneto takes the relic, and he's he wants to find out what it is and why he made Gambit steal it. He wasn't like, "Oh, okay, Angel, here's your thing back." He's like, (laughs) "No, I'm. I'm, I mean, it's out of his house already. Possession is nine tenths of
0: the (laughs) law." Yeah, but he he floats, like, you know, he has Mesmero break his control over Gambit because it was interesting in this show, um, the Acolytes, the team of Acolytes, you know, Gambit was a follower of Magneto, but it was funny how when Magneto was like, we need to go figure out, like, what he wanted with it and what this thing is, he floats Mesmero along behind him because of those iron bars, and you just see, kind of, Gambit running after them <laughs> real quick. Oh, yeah. He's like, okay. You guys uh fly on ahead. I'll just catch a bus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if he does catch a bus, then magneto can fly that too. <laughs> what?
0: That's too many things. <laughs> He's got a cursed relic of flying Mesmero <laughs> and the fucking bus. All right, anyway. also,
1: I was not crazy about how Mesmero looked in this with his like karnak karnak ass tattoos you had on his Karnac face karnak ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought he just looked weird, and at I know. first, he looked I was uh, like, who
0: is that? He looked almost inhuman, you know what I mean? Uh... <laughs> but, but, I don't disagree with you. I thought it was okay for the show, but, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you know, M- Mystique is all blue, and they still had her all blue, so it are like, why not try this guy? Even if they don't like the shade of green that he typically is in the comics, they could have done a different shade. So, yes, yeah, so everybody, you know, they fly off, and then we cut to the X-Men. Baseball time. And it's baseball time. It was it was great. It's always baseball time with the X-Men. And it was great because Jean is the pitcher. She blows this big bubble, and it's not a loud pop. It's just a little boop. It was really cute. I, I fucking loved it. And they all start using their powers, even though they're not supposed to. And and it was funny. You know, Iceman ices up his bat. Um, Shadowcat phases under fucking home plate, and then phases up, and it's like on top of her head. It was really cute. And then all of a sudden, Angel shows up. So Angel is explaining... He's explaining what happened to Xavier and it's not just Angel that's in the room, but it's Beast and it's Scott and it's Jean and Iceman is watching from outside and then he like, you know, sort of creeps in. So, so there you go. It's like, look, Patty, look who's all in the same room together. It was cute.
1: And there was, uh, they mentioned that, I guess, Mesmero made Jean steal some three things. Yeah, rings. rings. that, that made a key. key. Yep. To get, I guess, the other half of the space spider or
0: something <laughs> i don't know no the the three rings for that scepter were to open one of the doors they're trying to mesmero trying to get to apocalypse's tomb basically to yeah let him that's
1: out. so smart and,
0: <laughs> his name is apocalypse let's that's let him out of the genius tomb. i know right and so there are a few doors to get to his tomb. And so that opened one and so this spider thing is supposed to open up another.
1: So there are two halves of the spider and Magneto has one and they need to get the other one to prevent mesmero from joining them. So they're like, Okay, let's let's hop to it. Let's go on this plane and they were going to England to go to, I guess, some museum yeah. to steal this
0: the other half of the, the cursed stone was in... Uh, the cursed artifact was in a museum in England. So they're all on the plane, and then... Xavier was like, Oh, Scott, would you tell our stowaway he can come out now? <laughs> <laughs> and it was Iceman. They didn't want Iceman to come along because he just goofs off all the time. But, but I mean, let, let's be real. Out of the original five... Never mind Xavier and his telepathic abilities. Aside from maybe Gene, Iceman is the most powerful. Yeah, Gene is more powerful. Even in this show... Like he was holding his own better than some of the others were in the battle that was <laughs> in this episode. But yeah, so so you know, the X-Men know that Magneto's going after this thing too. And Magneto brings his acolytes, and it was it was great. Oh my god, their entrance was so badass. You've got Gambit, Colossus, Sabretooth, and Pyro. And they're fucking with the guards. They're fucking with the guards. Pyro has a man on horseback chasing one of the guards. Down the fucking hallway. And he's laughing. I, I love, love that. I love Pyro's laugh. He was so crazy. He thought everything was funny. I loved him. Oh my god. So good. Yeah, so, so the X-Men show up and start to fight the Acolytes. And Gene is tying up Sabretooth and Iceman is doing like the most there because fucking saves Beast from fucking getting hit. He saves Angel when uh, Pyro has like some fucking winged fire demon thing going after Angel because Angel can't really do anything. Yeah, Iceman was Iceman was awesome there. But Magneto is chasing Mesmero down with this fucking elevator opening and closing <laughs> itself like a horror movie. Why are you
1: laughing? That was, was terrifying. It was so funny. It was terrifying. I loved it. But it was, straight but out it was of a horror movie. It was so ridiculous. <laughs>
0: but he brought the half of the key with him, so when he gets close to the other half. They automatically join together and a giant fucking spider thing fucking comes out and starts running amok through England. And Patty, we're watching it. Patty's like, yeah, smash a car. And the thing jumps out of a window and lands on some cars. And she's just like, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, Now I figured this uh, spider didn't respect the property of uh, the English. And I was, like, he was, like, jumping out the window. I was, like, ah, look at all those cars. I bet he's
0: gonna smash all of them. Fuck those cars, yeah. Fuck your car. Yeah, pretty much. No, so this was, you know, it was it was really cool to watch this because Magneto tells the Acolytes, to like, go and get it at all costs. And Xavier's, like, no. Like, we don't know what it is. We don't know what it does. We need to, like, capture it and study it and try to figure it out. And Magneto's, like, no. So you see all the Acolytes trying to stop it. Fucking Colossus is basically just, like, fuck your doors, I'm going through the wall and just pound through every wall in some factory trying to catch it, and he can't stop it. Sabretooth can't fucking stop it. Uh, Pyro fucking burns it, and he's like, ha, 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 barbecued spider. He's like, uh, and he thinks he stopped it. <laughs> and then the ground starts shaking, and he's like, huh, it's gone down under. I'm like, oh my God, why? But yeah, that spider was so gross. For those of you who don't know, I'm I'm severely severely arachnophobic so there's a little tidbit about me don't send me spiders (laughs) please i will not respond well (laughs) but uh but anyway yeah the uh the x-men can catch up in time magneto eventually catches it and like uses so much fucking energy and finally fucking destroys it and xavier basically tells him that this is what mesmero wanted that spider was actually a guardian of the fucking uh of the next uh fucking gate and now that you've destroyed it that door is going to open he used you magnus he used you for his own purposes to let apocalypse out and you know magneto looks all like sad or whatever but what is anybody gonna do now it's too fucking late so uh, but
1: but okay okay what Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? Just let this spider run amok and be like, well, okay, it's Europe's problem now. Yeah, pretty much. They can get fucking Excalibur to handle it. We're, we out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I figure they could have tried to trap it somehow. I mean, I feel like Magneto stopped it briefly, but even he couldn't really hold on to it. So... I get it where Xavier was coming from, and obviously Xavier was right. But let's be logistical about this. You you bring up the perfect point. How were they going to stop this thing? Like physically, how were they going to stop it? You have Jean, who's telekinetic, so she could have helped Magneto, Iceman. But that those aren't long term solutions. Like, how long are you going to hold it there for? You know, I I don't know. Whatever. It served the story. Yeah, I guess. But you but know, that's th-
1: how we get apocalypse.
0: Spoilers, apocalypse gets loose at some point. Bah! <laughs> but this this was this episode was was really cool. It was really cool because yeah, the O5 were in it, so it was great to see that team up because, you know, none of them like this this show, obviously, if you've never seen it before, it took a lot of liberties with the history of the X-Men. Like, none of them are the same age. Beast is a little older. He's like he's he's an adult. He's the age that like the X-Men would be now. Scott and Jean... Are you know basically? I think they're like seniors in high school. They're like towards the end of their high school career. Bobby is still kind of early. He's the youngest one, but like he's he's a few years younger. And Warren, yeah, and Warren,
1: like twenty year old's Playboy.
0: Yeah, but uh, he was like a vigilante in the world of X Men Evolution. He wasn't like officially part of the X Men. The Avenging Angel. Yeah, the Avenging Angel, basically. Um, I think that's how he, he got his uh, his introduction into the cartoon, if I remember correctly. So there was that, but it was also interesting to see what they did with Magneto and the Acolytes. You know, like, none of these characters, except for Colossus, were Acolytes, and Colossus only was an Acolyte after being a hero for so long. And then Ilyana died, and he was like, fuck you, Xavier, and your dream, I'm gonna join Magneto. But, you know, that's who Colossus was in this. And it was a weird take on, on Gambit, too, but it kind of worked for his character. But Pyro's in it, so fuck anything else. It doesn't need any more explanation. Pyro's in it, and Pyro's happy. And uh, a happy Pyro makes a happy Jonathan. <laughs> so, and also, you know, it wasn't, you know, just like, oh, Magneto's being a fucking villain and trying to destroy England or something, you know? Like, they sort of seemed to be working for the same thing. They were just kind of like on different sides of it. So I don't know. I thought it was good. I thought it was interesting. Yeah,
1: no, I really liked it too. I'm glad that this one got picked because I had seen the pyro from the show before, but not like in an episode, I don't think. So uh yeah, no, he they actually gave him like a personality and that was awesome.
0: He's such a happy man. <laughs> I know. You know? I mean I feel like if I had his power, that's the kind of that's the kind of personality I would have. <laughs> And the last episode that we're going to be talking about, and uh, I'm glad that this one did get enough votes to get into the show, but I am surprised and also a little upset that it did not get more votes than it did. But either way, we're still talking about it, and it is the episode from Season 3, X-23. Yeah! Yeah. I've never seen this. What? What? You've never seen X-23? No.
1: You don't know who, who she is? Who is she?
0: You don't, know, you don't know who she is? No. So what they did is they took Wolverine. Mm-hmm. They scraped under his nails. Mm-hmm. They gave him a cotton swab in the mouth. Mm-hmm. They did a strep test. They took his temperature in his bottom. I was going to ask. And okay. they put it all together. Mm-hmm. And they put it in a in a tube. And then they put some fertilizer on it. And then it grew into this girl, and her name's X-23. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Show's over. (laughs) So, yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, which is almost an insult, but uh, this was X-23's very first appearance anywhere ever. And the comic book writers, Craig Kyle and Chris Yost, they they did adapt the character to a comic book. X-23 was put in NYX first. But then Kyle and Yost did um, X-23, Innocence Lost, a six-issue miniseries that gave her the official Marvel Comics origin that was different from this. But they they still created this character for this show. So this was technically her first appearance anywhere, ever. And it was fantastic. Uh, I am glad that they adapted her into comics and did it a little bit differently. But they also had six issues to tell this story in the comics versus one episode in the cartoon and she was only featured prominently in two episodes of the cartoon i don't remember i think maybe she showed up towards the very end of the series i don't remember but she only had really two episodes dedicated to her and that is a damn shame but this was the first one so what'd you think i loved it yeah
1: so color
0: me surprised
1: so, uh, yeah, we start in this science facility. Sure. And there's this figure with two claws, and it's looking at files of Wolverine on the computer, and it's just slashing everything up. And they were getting chased by guards and dogs, dogs. and helicopters. Oh, my. <laughs>
0: Were you worried for the dogs?
1: I was worried for the dogs, but she didn't She didn't hurt the dogs.
0: Who's she? We didn't know it was a she.
1: Yeah, I know. It's not, but I know it's a she. He? She.
0: Who? <laughs>
1: you. <laughs> so, I really like this part. Uh, I guess she, she got to the roof or she jumped out a window or whatever, and then she was just, like, using her claws
0: <laughs> down the side of the building to slow her down. Fuck your windows. Fuck your walls. Fuck that sweat dripping down your balls. Fuck your science. Skeet, 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 motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was gorgeous, wasn't it? She was just that sliding was really cool. Side. Yeah, it was really cool. I agree.
1: So then Seminon's like, "Oh, Fury's gonna have her head for this," and I'm like, "What did she? What did she get? That's so important. It's information. Information.
0: Information.
1: Yeah. Knowing is half the battle.
0: <laughs> That's a different show." So so, you know, when they say Fury's gonna have our heads like, oh, that was a shield facility. So okay, fine. Fuck shield. <laughs> then we cut to the X Mansion and uh, Iceman makes fun of Wolverine. That was that was hilarious. He he makes the claws come out, his little ice claws to Berserker, he's making fun oh, yeah. of Wolverine and it was it was really funny. But yeah, there's they're, they're out for a Wolverine training session. So you know, there's like this fucking obstacle course and shit. And then Berserker gets caught in a trap, and Iceman is like, oh, I'm gonna go for help. And then Sam is, is stuck in a fucking net, and Roberto's upside down. And, you know, fucking, it, uh, it's, it just fucking beats everybody. Everybody hates Wolverine's outdoor training sessions because they're so tough. Like Wolverine. Yeah. Wolverine's a tough man
1: yeah they were like well, why can't we just use the danger room and he's like oh because you can't turn off real life or something like that yeah so there are all these helicopters that come and and logan's like oh that's got to be for me so <laughs> so beast you you watch these kids and was like
0: yay uh, but i'll be watching oh that's so funny so so, Fury uh, takes Logan in for for questioning and for some help. You know, he 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 finds out that Shield had a sample of his DNA, <laughs> and he's like, "Oh man, that one time I slept here and fucking I knew I shouldn't have jerked off into that sock, <laughs> those official Shield socks." And so we meet uh, we meet Deborah Rissman, and so so this was interesting. So I, I had to look it up because I know that... Uh, because, you know, I mean, I remembered Matthew Rissman. He was a member of the Purifiers when William Stryker attacked the school during uh, New X-Men. Okay. You know, when they bombed the bus. Matthew Rissman was a follower of Stryker. And I don't think he had appeared before this. So I think it was the first time we heard this name, Rissman. Deborah Rissman. But also, this reminded me in Season 2 of The Gifted... Do you remember uh, when the dad had like was going to visit his old teacher from college? She was trying to find a cure, yeah, for yeah. the X gene, and then she ended up being evil. Yeah, her name was uh, her last name was Rissman too. Oh, so I thought that was interesting. interesting that they're taking this name to be you know a bunch of assholes. I mean, in I universes.
1: I remembered the name, but I couldn't place who she was. Yeah,
0: yeah, I completely forgot that. Like, I, I knew that it wasn't Sarah Kinney like it was in the comic books. Yeah. But I completely forgot that it was Rissman. But anyway, so... So, yeah, the origin is different from the comics here. She was a Hydra scientist. And, there, and Maureen's like, why the fuck would you be a scientist for Hydra? She's like, no boundaries. Benefits. <laughs> they have great dental. You <laughs> get a lot of vacation time. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, X-23... Uh, was sent to infiltrate S.H.I.E.L.D. by Hydra, but went rogue on Hydra. And Rissman is giving like the backstory on this. Like, we were, you know, we we took your DNA, Weapon X. And Wolverine's like, what did you call me? (laughs) She's like, we took your DNA to help create a perfect weapon. We, you know, failed 22 times, but your healing factor is what fixed it, basically. And they're showing all this footage of X-23, who we still haven't seen his or her face yet slashing through all these robots and destroying like all this shit and she's like you know like a really amazing fighter and really powerful and uh and it was really really fucking dope and then we see that that this x-23 is hanging out by xavier's mansion and watching all the fucking kids training and takes off the mask and it's a girl Patty, it's a girl. It's a girl. It's a girl, Verine. They should
1: they should get one of those signs with the stork on it <laughs> for outside the mansion for the grass that says it's a girl. <laughs> also, she's sitting in a tree. S i t t i n g. What? <laughs> and I thought that it was interesting how in the show they made her look more like she was like Latina. Yeah, and that was interesting. Even in the comics, like at first her first few appearances made her look quasi Asian and yeah, I thought she I was Asian for a while. I could see that. And then they're like, This this white bitch and I'm like, Oh okay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was a fantastic writing by Craig Kyle and Chris Yost when uh when they when they had her mom call her this white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Look it up, guys. In Innocence Lost, Sarah Kinney says this white bitch. You know, no emotions. We're not we can't show this girl any emotions, so we don't we don't name her. We call her this white bitch. Anyway, so so we get, you know, some more some more backstory. Uh Hydra isolated her for her entire life. You know, so there's the flashback, and Rissman is like, I chose to stay, you know, I, I you know, tried to help as much as I could. I allowed her to watch other children, and so they show... X-23, when she was super little, watching these other kids play, and this little girl, like, shows her a music box, <laughs> and she destroys it, <laughs> thought that was funny, and we're like, oh, at 12, she was put through the Weapon X process, Logan flips the fuck out on her, like, how do you do that to a child, and Risman is like, you know, I feel bad, and that's why I want to help now. But in the meantime, X twenty three is watching everyone at the mansion because she she doesn't get it. She's watching like all these like Kitty and Kurt joking with each other. And I love this when Scott and Jean are are doing the dishes and Scott is like checking himself out <laughs> and Jean telekinetically splashes him with the water. That was cute. Oh my
1: god! And then it look he like. He was, like, looking at her, and he was holding this dish,
0: and I swear to God, I thought he was going to throw the dish at her. It was, <laughs> like, a, it's like above his head? I think he was holding it? Yeah, I it looked even... like he was going
1: to throw it at
0: her. <laughs> I thought... Now, I, I had watched this episode a couple of days prior, and I didn't even think about that until the second before Patty said something. It looked like it was, it was holding over his head, and I'm like, what? And she's just like, is he going to hit her with that? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, man. Oh, man. And then this episode gets so badass. X-23 breaks into the mansion. And so, obviously, Xavier finds her. You know, he he goes like he's going to try to help her. And then, boom, she just tags him on the head with this fucking thing that's beeping. And he just passes out. And uh, she's walking around checking everybody's room. And she's fucking up everybody that she meets. She's hitting everybody with these beepy things that make them pass out. Beepers. Yeah, she's hitting everybody with a beeper. Listen, cell phones were still relatively new. Beepers weren't that old, okay? Don't laugh. This is a part of our history. But she, she fucking takes out everybody. And then Scott and Berserker, which was a funny little pairing because Scott... Killed Berserker in the comics. The two of them find Xavier, and then Rogue barges in, and they all realize that somebody has infiltrated the institute. And Berserker is about to zap the thing off of Xavier when Logan comes in and stops him. They're rigged to explode, and then like they all want to go help Logan, and X twenty three fights everybody. She cuts the floor out from under Logan.
1: What yeah, are you I love that. that. That was, was terrifying.
0: Awesome. I was so scared. This is square. It was so quick. Patty. I know. It was so cool. Oh, my God. Ugh. You
1: no, know, I, I mean, I remember when I saw her for the first time, and I was, like, telling my mom about her, and I was like, oh, she's so cool. She's like Wolverine, but she's she's got, instead of three claws in each hand, she's got two in each hand, and then she's got one from her foot. Isn't that so cool, Mom? And my mom was like, all right, shut the fuck up. I don't care.
0: You <laughs> Your mom did not say fuck. Yeah, she did. <laughs>
1: no, she... You weren't there, but she said it.
0: <laughs> your mom did not tell, like, an early teenage you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't feel like your mom has ever said fuck in her life. Anyway. Yeah, no, the, the action was amazing because she moved so fast. They did such a good job of animating this and showing how she is capable of taking out all of the X-Men. You know, like, Ro goes after her and is, like, ready to, like, touch her. But X-23 flips on her back. In a way where she won't touch her, rips off her sl- rips off Rogue's sleeves, then kicks Rogue into Scott and Berserker to knock all three of them out. And then Wolverine cannot stop her on his own. And then yeah, you see the foot claws come out as she's like flying through the air with her foot going right at his face. She kicks him out of the front of the fucking mansion. Like almost this entire time, she has not said a word. She's just grunting and, like, making, like, fight noises. She's not actually saying anything. And, uh, you know, Logan is like, no child should have to go through that. And you hear her for the first time, and she's like, I am not a child! She didn't want to come after the X-Men. She just wanted to come after Logan because she's mad. She's like, everything I am is because of you. And, you know, I mean, she's she's been through hell, literally, uh, her entire life. Like, we don't get the full backstory, uh, but you get enough of the backstory. Like, you know... That she wasn't allowed to have relationships. You know that she was put through like rigorous and dangerous training all by herself. She was just conditioned to be the way that she was. Because this organization wanted to create the perfect weapon to control it. So her anger and her rage and her pain is all understandable. And Logan grabs her to stop her and is like, I'm the only one who understands you. And probably the closest thing you have to family. And she cries because she's like, I don't have family. But she ends up hugging him. And then S.H.I.E.L.D. shows up, and he tells her to get out of there so, like, they won't take her in. And Fury's like, oh, I can't just let this go. And Logan is like, you can and you will. Ugh, so dark and broody. (laughs) And so, like, I get that that's supposed to be sweet, you know, because, like, now she's sort of free. But at the same time, like, you couldn't have been like, all right, let's go wake Xavier up. We're gonna hide you inside. He'll cloak you to S.H.I.E.L.D., and then we'll keep you here and keep you safe. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, oh, little teenage girl who is part me, go run out into the woods and go try to find your way in the world. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying?
1: Is that is that how it ended? They just, like, let her go? They didn't how bring her h- into the mansion? Right. Yep. Oh, then that's stupid. <laughs> She's gonna be, like, uh, one of those, like, wolf kids. <laughs> well, okay. She's
0: not gonna be a wolf kid anymore. She's gonna be a wolf kid.
1: Yeah, you know those stories about, like, orphans or whatever ending up in the forest and then the wolves raise them as their own (laughs) like that like she's gonna end up like a wolf kid like that (laughs) okay no obviously they should have taken her into the mansion a a house yes
0: given the child shelter (laughs) (laughs) maybe some food well
1: (laughs) we know that logan hasn't always been the best at raising his kids but she's still kind of like stalking the house, so maybe he figured that if he let her go, she's not gonna like go far. She's just gonna be like a house cat, and then
0: she'll come back. Yeah, she'll be she'll be an outdoor cat. Yeah, you know, kind of comes and goes as she pleases. Yeah, exactly. You know, goes she's out. Like at, feral at goes this out. Point. Yeah, she's feral. Goes out at nights, gets into fights. You know, stabs people. <laughs> you know, maybe. But uh, but then comes home. No, I I mean. By the end of the show, again, without spoiling anything, by the very, very end of the show, it's it's pretty much it, she's part of the X-Men. It just struck me as really odd that, again, a child, just go get out of here. Go run away, you know. Also, I was wondering where she got those beepers from. Hydra. She, would, remember, she was supposed yeah, no, to infiltrate. I yeah. I
1: know, but, like... But they were rigged to explode, so what would have happened? And how did she take them off without exploding them? I don't understand that.
0: Oh, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. They didn't address that. Because cause after that whole, you know, Logan, you know, is like, you know, you're going to let her go, Fury. Everybody was okay. Everybody was okay. They all got the beepers off of their heads somehow. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you got uh, to figure there's a beeper expert somewhere. You know, there were beeper repair services you could have gotten at the time. Every, the, the end of this episode is you. Know, everybody's still training with Beast and having a good time. And Logan comes back and he's to have another training session and everybody is sad. But then he's he's got this sack and he pours, yeah, he out, does. He pours out all these balls from his sack. Yeah. And he's like, mutant dodgeball. And everybody's like all happy. And he says, extra credit for anyone who takes out the ice cube <laughs> to Iceman. <laughs> and he's like, what? That was, it was so funny. And Xavier was like, why the change of tactics, Logan? And Logan was like, sometimes you just gotta let kids be kids. And I thought that was cute. That was cute. I thought that was really cute. And yeah, everybody's going after everybody's going after the ice cube. Yes. The rapper. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know he was on this show. I didn't. They wrote him in as what a What about ice tea? Ice tea? What? I used to get them confused. That's racist. Don't say, <laughs> say something like that.
1: Well, I never listened to either of them, but I knew of both of their existence, that and make...
0: one of them was on Law & Order. That so that's make how I know. any less racist, Patty. <laughs> Alright, no, obviously I'm joking. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Ice was the one on Law & Order. Ice Cube was, um... He was in a movie, right? What the fuck? Oh, man. Friday, right? And that, yeah, the Friday movies. Friday, next Friday, Friday after next. He was... Ice Cube was in those movies. He's been in other movies, too, um... But he's not, like, a, a big actor. So what do you think about X-23?
1: I loved it. Good. Love her. Great. Bring her inside. Outdoor cats <laughs> are very harmful to the environment. <laughs> Outdoor clones <laughs> are very harmful to the environment. Aw. Please spay and neuter your pets. Oh, man. And don't get your cats declawed, because it is cruel. Right. And we won't be friends with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no this this was um this was a really great episode. I loved it. Like I said, it, it did a great job setting up her story for just one episode. And this it, this actually this episode is what helped me get back into comics. I, I don't talk about it much on here. I know I, I, I've mentioned it before, though, that there was uh, a decade where I was not reading comics, like I did when I was a the kid. The nineties, but. I, I stopped reading in like 96 and I started reading again. Blasphemy. I started reading again in 2006 when, like I said, I found X Men Evolution on YouTube. I'd never watched the cartoon before. I started watching through all of it and I saw this episode and I was like, huh. I was like, I wonder if she's a comic book character and they, you know, uh, brought her into the cartoon because I had never heard of her before when I was a kid. So, you know, I looked it up online and I saw that she was a character that they had just recently started writing in the comics. And so I got her miniseries and I read through it and I cried at the end and I was like, I need more of this. So then I found out that she was starting to appear in New X-Men at the time. So I started reading that, and then I started picking up more titles, and yeah, that's what got me back into comic books, uh, because I loved this episode so much. I thought her character was so interesting. I thought Craig Kyle and Christopher Yost did a great job with this, and in the comics, and with New X-Men at the time. If you never read that New X-Men series, read the whole thing. They took over somewhere around issue 21 or 22, I think, but still, the whole fucking series is great. Go read it. Good night, and God bless you. So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast, and on Twitter at mutant musings. What do you think of X-Men Evolution? Is it your favorite X-Men cartoon? Join us next week with a regularly scheduled episode, and our summer series concludes next month with Wolverine and the X-Men. And until then... The Ice Cube was right.